0: Welcome to the Gutsy Ladies Podcast. I'm your host, Bella Reynolds, and I'm a life coach on a mission to support midlife women to live their next chapters with ease, with clarity, and with confidence, to become a gutsy lady. A gutsy lady doesn't fade or shy away, and she doesn't use midlife as an excuse to live a life less fulfilled. She thinks, if not now, when? Until now, the story of midlife hasn't supported this vision for our lives, and it's time to talk about it. In this podcast, I share insights from my personal experience, as well as thoughts and lessons from thousands of hours of coaching. If you want to live your best life and are ready to do the work, then you are in the right place. Let's get started. So thanks again for joining me for another episode. And I love this topic because I love it when we get to this point where humans can start to understand their thinking and when we're talking about our inner coach versus our inner critic, it is using this amazing power that we are the only animals on the planet to have, which is the fact that we can think about our thinking. So the reason I am sharing this episode is because it is one of the best ahas that a grinding midlifer can have. And that is when they recognise there is a choice. And especially when it comes to our thought factory, our mind machine, this piece of incredible engineering that we feel is based up in our brain, but funnily enough, it's all pervading in our whole being. And once we actually recognise that the thoughts that are being thought or even said out loud in our head are just... Of our own doing, whether that means that we've taken them on from someone else and started to think them for ourselves, or we started thinking it up ourselves, that these are not a template. When a human recognizes that the thoughts are something that can be changed, that is peculiar to us, unique to us, and that we have complete control over what is thought about us um, by us. There's just a whole level of empowerment that happens. So I'm hoping that that is something that you have already recognized or by certainly by the end of this episode, you definitely will understand it. So this episode, I'm going to explain what the difference is between our inner coach and our inner critic. I'm going to talk about the sliding scale of critic to coach, coach to critic and the role the mind conductor can play, like becoming your own mind conductor I'm going to talk about the three key problems that I've witnessed about listening to your inner critic too much and three ways that you can start bringing that inner coach more into your life. And if there's anything that really resonates with what I'm talking about today, make sure that you take up the offer. I've got a free um, uh, 48 hours access to Gutsy Ladies Club because we talk about so many of bringing these tools in in the club. Okay, so what's the difference between an inner coach and the inner critic? So the inner coach is essentially positive self-talk. The statements that you would hear from your inner coach would be really affirming, such as, yep, I know you've got this job interview, but if you remember back to the last one, you did it really well and I've got your back here. Look, you can't really go wrong. Um, everything will be okay in the end. It's a really affirming, gentle voice in your mind that is constantly bringing up examples and propping you up as you start to take action or continue to take action in your life. So it's like this beautiful best mate, really, who can never really say anything judgy or cruel to you because they've got your back. So, therefore, what is the inner critic? Well, you would think it's the antithesis, and that's exactly it. Your inner critic is the opposite. And it's the one that will constantly remind you of your mistakes, your shortcomings, your faults, your incompetence. And it's the one some of the statements that would be is, Look, I show you know, you think that this is what you want, but you really should be doing this. And remember last time that you did this, you feel short and, you know, it's just constantly bringing you down. Now, the really interesting thing is that it isn't, I think this is, you know, quite um, linked also to all or nothing thinking. Without recognising that these are ways that you can think about yourself, two completely different ways, we can get very stuck in one way of thinking and think that, well, we'll have to remove the inner critic and just do inner coach. And there's a whole reason psychologically that that is not a good thing to do, and it's because the inner critic is actually quite valuable at reminding us of things, um, removing some of our impetuous nature and just keeping us grounded So I am not someone that espouses to remove your inner critic, but I talk about the sliding scale between critic to coach, coach to critic. And it's if you can imagine a ruler and it's actually got, um, uh, if you imagine a little car that's placed on a ruler and it's rolling up and down the ruler, one end of the ruler has actually got your inner critic and the other end is your inner coach. And so as in full-blown coach or critic. So really what the sliding scale is, is to be able to recognise the thinking that's going on and recognise is it in full-blown critic mode and has it been stuck in that mode or is it um, critic mode because I've been sitting in coach mode, haven't been getting the results I've wanted and so therefore I may be actually on the wrong path. So what do I need from my critic to help me? I have another client who spends a lot of time thinking about um, having, you know, a version of herself on one shoulder, which is a good cop and the other is her bad cop. And so the good cop is the one that's very promoting and affirming and the bad cop's the one going, don't be silly, don't be silly, don't be silly. But both of the statements coming out of this are all about keeping the person safe for all the right reasons. So... I I prefer to do the sliding scale because for me it's about bringing sliding up and sliding back and bringing that flexibility into your life about the thoughts that you're recognising because I can tell you now that if you are someone who is feeling stuck and is grinding in midlife, I will almost guarantee that your inner critic is loud and proud and you may not have ever had any affirming, coaching, loving comments ever in your mind that you could think of. So it's really soft, really subtle and may not exist. So if that's the case, you've got one end of your sliding scale that's not even operating. I'm going to talk a little bit uh, later about how to start bringing in. If that's your case, you can't remember any beautiful inner coach thoughts that you may be having then it's definitely good that you're listening to this. The other thing I talk about is we've got the sliding scale, but if you think about your mind as a thought factory and often people think that the mind is creating the thoughts and therefore they're in control. When I look at it, that, it is like becoming a conductor of your own thoughts as in a musical conductor which means you sort of wrestle control over your mind and you start to orchestrate what thoughts are coming to you and what thoughts you will listen to and what thoughts you will ignore. And it's as you take control and become the conductor in your thought factory, then you can take control about the thoughts that are more in a coach than in a critic. But You can't actually do any of that until you firstly start to become aware of what your thoughts are. So I'm going to talk now about the three key issues if you are spending an inordinate amount of time with your inner critic loud and proud and on full bore. The three problems um, actually all lead into each other. So the first one is, if you have the inner critic which is constantly shooting you it's constantly telling you where you know where you've gone wrong it's constantly reminding you of your faults and um all the negative elements of yourself then by nature, it's going to be um, a lot more negative emotion there. Your fears will increase. Your worry will increase. And in essence, what happens is you start to function or stop to function. You, stop, you really can't function particularly well. Now, the biggest problem here is your anxiousness will build. But the other piece to this is if this has been your normal operating system, you may have got away with this for decades until you want to make a change, And this may be the very first time that you're consciously wanting to make a change. It might be career, it might be personal life, it might be something to do with your health. And it's this critic who's been in charge for so long, who's loud and proud and you don't even know it. So that can be creating a really negative bias across your thinking, which is actually creating inaction. So increased fears. It's like marinating in the critic and it's just not going to get you anywhere forward, let alone positively. This leads on to impacts in self-confidence. And, again, if this is a stage in your life, and that's what I love about midlife, it provides so many opportunities as, you know, some of our commitments and um, things start to fly away. It's like, wow, I can do this, this and this. But if you have actually not practiced this, you're not familiar with this, and on top of this, your inner critic is loud and proud, your confidence will not be at the level of someone who has a a well functioning inner coach, because the the confidence is built on the belief and self belief that you can do things, and if you've got an inner coach who's constantly telling you where you went wrong, what you can't do, as if without an inner coach there as if you will be drawn to act and um, because you won't have that sustaining force within you. So it's got a real issue with your self-confidence and that will be some of the ruminating. It's definitely very common when I do my discovery calls with clients is that, you know, their inner critic is really loud and sometimes they don't even realise that there's an inner coach that can be developed. Now the third thing that I want you to be aware of, as we said, we can increase the fear and worry initially because you know the inner critic's getting so much airplay, and then that can have a big impact on our self-confidence. Another thing that can result from this is catastrophic thinking. That is when we get in the habit of thinking of all the worst things that can happen and no, I couldn't possibly move forward on this and remember the last time this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened. This is when your mind factory goes nuts and remembering you have control over your thoughts once, and particularly once you recognise that. If you get in the habit of catastrophic thinking, it can become all-consuming, quite paralysing and a real concern for your mental health. So, being able to have your inner critic and your inner coach is really important for your mental well being. It really is. And so, if you are listening to this and you are feeling that there's a stuckness here, very related to this, please make sure you seek some support about it. Because your mind is the most incredible piece of engineering and it's. So incredible because of the control that you can take of it and where you can take yourself. So three starting points for about how you can actually bring in your inner coach. One, the first one is not a surprise, and it's bringing in reflective practices Now, um, one of these is the pause, reflect and respond. This is a tool that I share with all my gutsy ladies and any of the clients I work with. It's the ability to stop, become aware of your thoughts and sift it through. Is what I'm thinking right now actually my inner critic telling me this or is it my inner coach? And if it's my inner critic, who do I want to listen to today? Is this what's holding me back? Another reflective practice is journaling. Literally getting in the habit of writing down the stuff that you are saying to yourself in your head and even getting a piece of paper in like within the journal and um, putting a line down the page and and really just getting the thoughts out. And one headline can be, is this the critic talking and is this one the coach talking? And writing down in each... um, right in in each um, gap, what's the thought that's coming up and throw it in, is this my inner critic or is this my inner coach? And if you basically reconcile what's coming out of your mind into those two, for some reason I'm having trouble thinking about what these two lists are, That basically if you've got a hell of a lot more in your inner critic than your inner coach list, you know already that there's a bias to negativity and holding yourself back that will be having an impact on your ability to act. You'll be procrastinating. So reflective practices are super important. A second thing is to actually own your story. Now, this is a reflective practice, but I'm going to particularly talk about this. And we provide this um, exercise as part of the Midlife um, Mastery Boot Camp in Gutsy Ladies. And so many women have told me how powerful it is. In Owning Your Own Story, I get you to look at your decades, the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, whatever decades you've completed, and getting a really strong picture of what the key theme was from those decades, what the learnings were, that which you got out of them, um, the things that you wish you may have done better, but just getting a clear picture on your story for each of those decades can give you a really clear picture of how much time you've spent in, in a critic mode and how much time it'd be in a coach mode. And if once again you recognise that there's a real um, unevenness between the two, then it's definitely time to bring in your inner coach. And so this leads to the third way that you can start to really bring in the inner coach. Think about how you're talking to yourself. Now, if you notice there's a statement such as, you know, oh, look, every time you have a crack at going for that job, you you know, you, you always fall short, so I don't know why you'd bother. Check in. Is that something you would actually say to a good friend? And if it's not what you would say, and I would dearly hope that isn't what you would say to a good friend, reframe it in such a way that a good friend would love to hear it from you. In fact, if a good friend said this to you, that you would find it affirming and lifting you up. So how to reframe that comment could be, wow, we've you're going again for that interview. Have you actually spent a bit of time working out what went really well and what could have gone better? And how would you mitigate how you could do it better? What are some of the ways that you could prepare yourself better for it, um, organise yourself, present yourself better? Really feeling that the way with which you talk to yourself is exactly like you would to a close, loving friend that you don't want to lose. Because this is the difference between the coach and critic. If you have spent an inordinate amount of time with the inner critic loud and proud, you will actually be saying things to yourself in your head that you would never say to someone else. So starting to reframe it and befriending yourself on that level, bringing this inner coach in as a true friend to yourself is a beautiful starting point. And it can be foreign, and particularly if you grew up with some conditioning that was very, you know, tough love, you know, hard, you know, we don't breed softies here. You know, if you grew up in an environment where it was really tough love, this could be such a hard thing for you to start. So I want to finish with a a really simple summary about in approach to inequity. As with anything in our thought factory, it is just habits. It is just automaticity at its absolute best. If your inner critic is loud and proud, it is because you have habitually got used to listening to that negative self-talk. And invariably, in a, at a young age, that negative self-talk will have been said to you and you will have chosen... I mean, not consciously, to start to buy into that self-talk, but it is just a habit if you are continuing to repeat that. So as with all habits, as with when you really start to understand automaticity and the real art of changing your habits, breaking your habits, bringing in new habits, it can all happen for you because we can, we can, and I've got so much evidence of this, we can from today start to affirm and coach ourselves little by little. You might choose that it's just the statements that you say to yourself around your career or around your personal life or just find one little area of your life and start to really hone in on how you talk to yourself. Is it the critic or the coach that's getting the airplay? Is it what's stopping me from moving forward? Is it the critic? Um, And what would help me to start to move forward? Would it bring the, the inner coach in and my language? And just by the very nature of you starting to become aware of what you're thinking, then you will start to take back your power. I call it true empowerment because you start to become the conductor in your mind, you take complete control of your thought factory, and you go from being a habit robot to a habit master. So there are so many beautiful uh, riches that come from really addressing your inner critic and your inner coach. And I really hope this has been of use. Nice. Message me if there's more you want to learn about this. It's um yeah, it's so exciting to get the feedback on this podcast. So I wish you a cracking day and I really hope that you start to create a space for your inner coach to start being loud and proud. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Gutsy Ladies podcast. If you haven't already, I'd love you to subscribe and send this episode to a friend who just may need a little reminder that she's a gutsy lady too. See you next week.